Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You're listening to Comedy Central. For the past few decades, conservatives in America have been chipping away at women's reproductive rights. And a few days ago, they put the final nail in the coffin. Tonight, the landmark ruling, the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, taking away the constitutional right to abortion. The historic 5-4 decision overturning nearly 50 years of abortion rights, leaving the matter up to states now to decide. The ruling does not make abortion illegal, but it's no longer a constitutional right, so that leaves the issue up to each state. It's likely to become illegal soon in about half the nation. Some states have already banned it as of tonight. The rest of the banned states are likely to follow in the coming weeks. That's right. The Supreme Court has officially overturned Roe v. Wade. And look, I, I know we expected it because the decision was leaked back in May, but that doesn't make it any better, you know? It's kind of like when, as a kid, you were acting up in the grocery store and your mom would tell you, oh, I'm gonna whip your ass when we get home. <laughs> yeah, you weren't like, oh, sweet, I'm glad she told me first. That has softened the blow. <laughs> because in some ways, it almost made it worse. Right? We got to dread the day, and now that day is here. And honestly, it's kind of surreal. For 50 years, 50 years, women in America have had a constitutional right to an abortion. And now, just like that, the Supreme Court has decided that it's finished. And by the way, the Constitution didn't change, right? Nicholas Cage didn't find a lost passage <laughs> inside of a pyramid somewhere. The only thing that changed is that Donald Trump, of all people, managed to appoint three pro-life justices to the Supreme Court. Judges who, by the way, went on and on in their confirmation hearings about how much they respect the important precedent of Roe versus Wade. And we all knew they were full of shit, too, huh? Because, I mean, that's the same line you use whenever you book an Airbnb. I would never throw a party. <laughs> pa party, party, uh, am I even saying that right, party? <laughs> by the way, there's a hot tub in this house, yeah? <laughs> It seems like the only people on the planet who didn't realize what was happening were Joe Manchin and Susan Collins, who now say that they were tricked. Tricked, I tell you, by these judges. And by the way, why does Susan Collins never get tricked into improving healthcare or solving climate change, huh? Yeah, she's never like, oh, damn it, I accidentally canceled student loan debt. Get it together, Susan. <laughs> and if the overturning wasn't bad enough, Justice QAnon himself, Clarence Thomas, wrote <laughs> that he wants the court to reconsider the right to gay marriage, gay sex, and contraception. Yeah, imagine that. This dude is so extreme, he's talking about banning rights I didn't even realize could be banned. 
is going to be reading the newspaper like, Justice Thomas wants to ban the right to engage in nipple play? What? <laughs> like, at some point, you're not even a judge anymore. You're just a cock block in a fancy robe. That's all you are. You're <laughs> hitting on everybody else. And by the way, by the way, the one ruling Clarence Thomas doesn't want to overturn and all the others that he mentioned is the right to interracial marriage. Yeah, which uh, is a coincidence because he happens to be in an interracial marriage. <laughs> yeah, I guess apparently if something affects Clarence Thomas personally, he's okay with it. Makes me think if we could just somehow get him impregnated by like a gay man, all of our problems would be solved. <laughs> and by the way, that's just a joke. I know there's some right-wing pundit who's gonna be like, is Trevor Noah threatening to sodomize and impregnate a Supreme Court justice? Is that what he's doing? The there are people standing outside his house right now with a penis. Is that what he's doing? No, it's a joke. Calm down. <laughs> now, despite the Supreme Court ruling to overturn Roe v. Wade, that doesn't mean people in America want abortion outlawed. And the reaction, the reaction to Friday's ruling showed just how out of step the Supreme Court actually is. From Los Angeles to Cleveland. And Huntsville, Alabama. Americans took to the streets nationwide over the weekend. The protests largely peaceful. Gatherings once again outside the justices' D.C. area homes Friday and stretching from coast to coast today. Thousands of pro-abortion rights activists jammed New York City traffic for hours. Others blocking a Los Angeles freeway. This decision is an outrage. This decision is absolutely terrifying, but more than anything, it just makes me angry. Yeah, that's right. From New York to New Mexico, millions around the country are furious, and rightfully so. Because women in America just lost control over their own bodies, which I don't care who you are, is a horrifying thing to be faced with. I mean, Rudy Giuliani called the cops because someone touched his back without permission. <laughs> Imagine if someone forced him to give birth, huh? <laughs> I mean, someone would have to have sex with him first, but you get the point. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And after half a century of having that right, it's now being taken away, which is especially crazy when you consider that countries like Mexico and Ireland are moving forward in the opposite direction. You do realize how weird that is, right? Ireland has had violent conflicts between Christians and other Christians. And even they are looking at America like, don't you think you're taking it a wee bit too far with the Jesus stuff? <laughs> it's a little bit too crazy, don't you think? So the Supreme Court is shutting everything down. People are rising up in the streets, and the Democrats, well, they responded in a way that only the Democrats can. Democrats are already looking to November. They have fundraising emails going out in response to this decision. They have a new website up. Speaker Nancy Pelosi looked downcast when she began her press conference. I am personally overwhelmed by this decision. From time to time, I quote, this poem. I have no other country, even though my land is burning. Michigan Congressman Andy Levin tweeted a photo of himself in a yoga pose, saying, quote, in a moment of intense anger, I turn inward. Let us release toxicity. I feel like that's the perfect yoga pose for Democratic leadership. <laughs> yeah, very little action and your head is basically up your own ass. Because I don't know if anybody voted for the performative aspect. People just want things done, right? No one cares about kente cloths or singing on the Capitol steps, and especially not poetry, right? 
I feel like any moment now, Chuck Schumer's gonna throw in a fake pregnant belly and just take a knee in the Capitol, be like, we are all pregnant now and we're standing together. <laughs> Why do Democrats do this? Why do they do this? Not once have I seen Mitch McConnell come out and sing a song about how overwhelmed he is. He just gets things done. He never comes out like, oh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. No. Every time he used his power to make a new rule, in fact, that presidents can't appoint judges if it's an election year and they're black. Well, I didn't make him black, that was his dad. <laughs> in fact, watching the Democrats' response and knowing, knowing that they had multiple opportunities to get ahead of this, it, it made me think maybe voters should change things up. You know, maybe you should do a new thing in America. Instead of fundraising emails, maybe you should do fund rewarding emails, right? Yeah, make the Democrats show you what they've done and then you donate to their cause. Instead of them being like, donate, we'll do something, and then they don't. What are they doing? <laughs> it's the same reason, it's the same reason I don't pay my barber before he does the job. <laughs> yeah, he'll get his money after I see what he does with my hairline. I'm not making that mistake again. <laughs> And now please, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Democrats are doing nothing in response to this ruling. The Biden administration has said that it would fight any attempt to restrict access to abortion pills, regardless of state laws. And they'll protect people who travel out of state to get a legal abortion. Plus, the Senate Judiciary Committee says that they're gonna hold a hearing next month to explore its options. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they're coming through with both too little and too late. Very nice, very nice. The full range. Oh, and, 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 in case, and in case you're wondering what Republican lawmakers think of telling women what they should do with their own bodies, well, they're celebrating the win of small government over the people. Cheers from anti-abortion rights advocates, some celebrating the decision they've been working toward for decades. We are the over the weekend, President Trump took a victory lap on his conservative court appointments at a rally with Republican House member Mary Miller, who made these controversial comments. I want to thank you for the historic victory for life in the Supreme Court yesterday. A Utah state legislator is under fire for her remarks defending Utah's new abortion ban. And my response is, I do trust women enough to control when they allow a man to ejaculate so inside of them and to control that intake of semen. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, did she say women should control their intake of semen? How, how? By, by, by turning the little tap that's on the top of the penis? Is that turning that? Ah, that's enough, I don't wanna get too pregnant. Ah, ah. That other woman with Trump, that was even worse. She literally thanked Trump for saving white life. And to be fair, to be fair, she later said that she misspoke and meant to say right to life. But okay, here's the thing. Even if she misspoke, she still just kept on talking without fixing it. It's like she heard herself call it a victory for white life and thought, yeah, that sounds like something I would say. Yeah, let's stick with that. What's even worse is that the Trump supporters applauded her. Right, even if we give her the benefit of the doubt, the reaction from the crowd is pretty telling, right? I mean, it's, it's one thing for a person to accidentally rip a fart in an elevator, <laughs> but it's way worse if everyone else in the elevator goes, oh yeah, yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah, we like that. We like that a lot. 
pro-lifers are feeling pretty good right now. But if you think that Roe being dead is the end of the story, and you think the right-wingers are just going to take their Bibles and go home, think again. Because they're saying that this is just the beginning. Some emboldened House Republicans want to take this one step further by pushing legislation to ban abortion at 15 weeks nationwide. Uh, we know that uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, who wants to run for president, supports a, a nationwide ban on abortion. Another big question is over the abortion pill, as it's called. Some states right. may want to target that medication. In the states that ban abortion, it is illegal to get those pills from a doctor. And some states are trying to go further and also ban receiving the pills by men from a state where they're legal. Yeah, you see, conservative extremists aren't going to stop fighting just because they got Roe overturned. They just won a huge victory. Why would they quit now? When a team scores a touchdown, they don't just walk off the field congratulating each other, you know? I mean, the New York Jets do, but the rest of the teams, (laughs) they keep trying to run up the score. And that's what these people have their sights set on. Because first it was no late-term abortions. Oh, okay, fine, seems reasonable. Then it was no abortion after 23 weeks, then 15 weeks, then six, now zero. What's next? Well, they're just gonna make tiny little handcuffs to arrest every sperm that didn't fertilize an egg, is that what it'll be? Now maybe next time you'll think twice before ending up in a sock instead of a vagina, huh? <laughs> and I know, I know many people around the country feel infuriated, depressed, and like there's no hope, but there is. There really is. First of all, there are many organizations, grassroots organizations on the ground who have already been helping women who couldn't get an abortion because they lived in some of these most extreme states. So you can donate to them or you can volunteer. And as for the Democrats in power, there is something you can actually do. Yeah, here, I actually wrote wrote you a poem. (laughs) Roses are red, violets are blue. The people voted, so how about doing your job in passing laws to codify contraception, marriage equality, and all the other rights the Supreme Court has basically threatened to take away, and so are you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) Former New York City mayor and America's most illegal lawyer. You see, he was in a supermarket on Staten Island Sunday campaigning for his son, Andrew Giuliani, who's trying to make history as New York's first caveman governor. And thankfully, Rudy is now doing okay after just barely surviving a heinous drive-by on his upper back. 
A Staten Island grocery store worker is facing assault charges accused of slapping former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This surveillance video shows the encounter inside a ShopRite store. The worker appears to hit Giuliani on the back, prompting a reaction from the former mayor. NYPD has said that this man was a 39-year-old suspect who approached Giuliani, slapped him in the back and said, what's up, scumbag? <laughs> Giuliani refused medical attention at the scene and the 39-year-old was taken into custody with the NYPD recommending charges of second-degree assault. Don't you laugh! Don't you dare laugh! <laughs> this is second-degree assault! That's how tough New York's laws are. Third-degree is if you lightly blow on someone's ear. <laughs> and first-degree is if you boop them on the nose. Boop! Ah! Ah! I've been hit! I've been hit! Please, and please don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I don't think it is right for anyone to be putting their hands on politicians or anyone for that matter without their consent, right? I'm not saying that. But no way in hell is that second degree assault. <laughs> like I barely tell, that's not second degree. If that's assault, then what? I guess Will Smith murdered Chris Rock. That's what happened there. <laughs> and now I'm in the grave, in the grave. I love how they say, Rudy declined medical attention. Medical attention for what? <laughs> for what? That's the kind of injury where the only thing you could do is kiss it and make it feel better. That's it. <laughs> is it better, Rudy? <laughs> is it better? In fact, if anyone needs medical attention here, it's the guy who touched Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> yeah, that dude's hand probably looks like Dumbledore's after he barehanded a Horcrux. <laughs> and yes, I will admit, I will admit, this guy did sound aggressive, but... You've got to understand, what's up, scumbag, is just how people say hello on Staten Island, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a normal conversation. What's up, scumbag? Nothing much, f your mother. All right, well, <laughs> nice to see you, grandma. <laughs> but to me, to me, the best part of this story is that the more Rudy told it, the more the slap seemed to hurt. He hit me hard enough to knock me forward about like this. You know elderly people die mostly from falls? This guy could have killed me. I got hit on the back as if a boulder hit me. Uh, it knocked me forward a step or two. All of a sudden, I feel a shot on my back. Like somebody shot me. You know, that, that was... That was the woman who was rubbing my back. The guy hit me so hard that she herself almost fell from the reverberation of it. Yeah, that's right. He, he slapped me so hard, my eyeballs fell out, and I, I, I had to pick them up and put them back in. You all saw it. You saw, he, he slapped me so hard, I, I shit out the side of my face two years ago. Yeah, that's how hard it was. You saw it, everybody. I felt it. I felt it. that Rudy was lying about the election being stolen because he was a Trump sycophant. It turns out he just lives in another world. This is just his brain. And I will say, in his defense, in his defense, he was already in a weakened state. You know, you have to acknowledge that. He was out during the day in a store that sells garlic. I mean, you know? <laughs> it was hard for him. It was hard. But let's move on from an attack that Rudy will always remember to one that he always conveniently seems to forget. January 6th. The day Trump supporters tried to play capture the flag with Mike Pence's head. <laughs> Yesterday, the January 6th committee announced that they would be holding a surprise hearing with a surprise witness. 
And you know, whenever Congress says something like, oh, this is a must watch, you're like, ah, that's what they said about Morbius. But let me tell you people, <laughs> today's hearing was insane. I'm talking like proper insane. So let's catch up on all the latest January 6th updates. It turns out the surprise witness today was Cassidy Hutchinson, a top aide to Donald Trump's chief of staff, which means she was often in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. <laughs> the it was overthrowing democracy. Now, Hutchinson had a lot of firsthand knowledge of what Trump was doing from the moment that he lost the election all the way through January 6th. And one of the stories she told was how Trump lost his shit when he found out his attorney general wasn't going along with his lies about the election. I remember hearing noise coming from down the hallway. I left the office and went down to the dining room and I noticed that the door was propped open and the valet was inside the dining room changing the tablecloth off of the dining room table. He motioned for me to come in and then pointed towards the front of the room near the fireplace mantle and the TV where I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall and there was a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. The valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry at the attorney general's AP interview and had thrown his lunch against the wall. And Ms. Hutchinson, was this the only instance that you are aware of where the president threw dishes? It's not. And are there other instances in the dining room that you recall where he expressed his anger? There were, there were several times throughout my tenure with the chief of staff that I was aware of him either throwing dishes or flipping the tablecloth um, to let all the contents of the table go onto the floor. Yeah, I know. I too was shocked to hear that Trump threw any of his food away. <laughs> because I mean, let's be honest, this guy has taken more selfies with food than he has with some of his kids, right? <laughs> the reason Eric dresses up as a hot dog just to get a hug. Do you love me now, Dad? Do you love me? You're the son I always wanted, Oscar Mayer. Always wanted. <laughs> and you heard what she said. This wasn't a one-time thing. Trump was constantly throwing food tantrums. But what's interesting is she didn't say flipping the table. She said flipping the table cloth. <laughs> so either Trump was an amateur magician <laughs> or he wasn't strong enough to flip a table. <laughs> so he just did the table cloth. He said, he was like, ah, ah, ah. And, and you know, if this happened regularly, it must have sucked for all the people who work in the White House. You know, all the staff who have to clean up after him, the people who made the food and the dishes. Can you imagine how traumatizing this must have been for the dishes? <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the White House. Be our guest. Be our guest. Oh, what is happening? Ah, you just killed Mrs. Spot. Ah, Chip, don't look now. Your mother has been pieces. She has been murdered. Oh my God, this man is worse than the beast. Ah, we should go back. At least the beast didn't try to have sex with the fake duster. Now, 
it turns out, it turns out that wasn't the only Trump tantrum that Hutchinson testified about, because she also said that on January 6th, as the Trump mob was marching towards the Capitol, Trump wanted to lead them to the Capitol himself, right? But when Secret Service agent Bobby Engel refused the president's request for safety, this happened. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. <laughs> to which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And Mr. when Mr. Ronaldo had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. God damn, that is insane. <laughs> Trump fighting to take control of the president's car like he's a bad guy in an action movie, only he's the president and this is real life? <laughs> I mean, you gotta admit though, fighting your own Secret Service agent is kind of genius on Trump's part, right? No, because he's hitting the one person who can't hit back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they can punch back, but then they've got to jump in front of their own punch, you know? <laughs> Just like, take that, no! Did you feel that one, Rudy? You know, this whole thing shows you how lazy Trump is. The Capitol is like two miles away. Everyone else walked there. But Trump was like, okay, I could walk there, I could walk. Or I could try steal a car from the Secret Service. <laughs> Which one is it? And not to victim blame, but, but this is on the Secret Service, right? You had four years to Trump-proof that vehicle. You knew who you were dealing with. There should have been a toy steering wheel in the passenger seat the whole time. <laughs> Just let him think he's driving and go back, go back to the West Wing anyways. And you know, beyond Trump, this story just proves once and for all that sitting in the backseat is always a position of weakness. It doesn't matter what the real power dynamics are. No one in the backseat gets their way. Cause I mean, he's lunging at them like, I'm the f***ing president. And they're like, you're in the backseat, bitch. Shut up. <laughs> he's like, nah. Well, I'm gonna put my window down. So, there were many funny and disturbing moments in today's testimony, but the most damning part of today was when Hutchinson revealed that when President Trump was told that some of the mob had weapons, he instructed security to take down metal detectors and let the mob in. I was in the vicinity of a conversation where I overheard the president say something to the effect of, you know, I, I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take the effing mags away. Let my people in. They can march to the Capitol from here. Let the people in. Take the effing mags away. Yeah. Apparently, Trump wanted the metal detectors removed so that his supporters with guns could march to the Capitol. Yeah. So I guess he didn't necessarily want to hang Mike Pence. He wanted to also give him the option of a firing squad. So he's pro-choice. This is good to know. It's good to know. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year 
by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Course. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It has now been four months since Vladimir Putin sent his troops on the shittiest road trip ever. And not only has he failed to quickly overwhelm Ukraine, he's managed to unite the rest of Europe against him. A landmark announcement today, NATO formally invited Sweden and Finland to join the alliance, and President Biden announced that the U.S. will strengthen its military posture in Europe. NATO's 30 member countries are poised to add two more. The move will more than double the length of NATO's border with Russia. And I'm pleased to announce that we now have an agreement. Sweden and Finland applied for NATO membership last month. Putin's decision to invade one neighbor had them worried he might be willing to attack another. After 200 years of military non-alignment, Sweden has chosen a new path. Wow, this is huge. Sweden is joining NATO. You understand they've been a neutral country for two Hundred years, 200 years. Even when the world wars were happening, they were sitting on the side like, well, that's none of my business. <laughs> but today they are ending their neutrality. This is so wild. This is like the moment in a Kung Fu movie where the monk drops his broomstick and is like, I'm taking a new vow mm, to whip some ass. Ah. <laughs> and surely at this point, even Vladimir Putin can admit that this invasion has been an abject failure, right? Because you you realize the whole reason he gave for invading Ukraine was to stop the expansion of NATO, and now his war has caused the expansion (laughs) of NATO. You know? It's sort of like... It's sort of like those those dare anti-drug programs. Remember those? They try to scare kids away from drugs by sending cops into schools who are like, gather around, let me teach you about drugs. And then 12-year-old kids were like, okay, crack sounds fun. (laughs) We're doing crack, guys. (laughs) Now, look, it is a big deal. It is a big deal that Sweden and Finland are joining NATO. But I'll be honest, I don't know if it's gonna scare Russia into retreat. Because let's be honest, these people aren't exactly the Vikings they used to be. You know? Yeah, back in the day, they would pillage your village and have sex with you on Showtime, you know? (laughs) But these days, they're not exactly military superpowers. I mean, their fighter jets are probably made by Ikea, you know? (laughs) Yeah, they look great, but you don't want to sit on them. (laughs) 
Actually, you know what, maybe, maybe that's what they should do. Yeah, they should use their IKEA powers to help them win the war in Ukraine. <laughs> that's what they should do, they should... They should try and distract the troops with meatballs. Just be like, would you like some? Would you like some? Or, or they should put those stickers on the floor all over Ukraine. Yeah, because that way, the Russian troops will never get where they're going. Yeah? Where's Kiev? I keep ending up in the kitchen section. God damn it, again, again, Boris, again. But let's move on from the war in Europe to the war that America is waging on women's bodies. Ever since the Supreme Court decided that having a child is a sacred choice between a woman and her state legislature, abortion laws have been chaos. Because you see, some states banned abortion, some states are protecting abortion, and other states banned abortion, but then their courts unbanned those bans so abortion is legal again until they reban it. Which means right now, women's reproductive rights are as unpredictable as the Mac rib. It's here, it's gone, it's here, it's gone, it's back again, it's gone. And it turns out the overturning of Roe v. Wade has been such an earthquake that it sent shockwaves through the rest of the world. In fact, France and Israel saw what happened in America and decided to strengthen their abortion rights in their countries. Imagine that. Just imagine that. And I don't know, I don't know if you remember this, but that's what Canada did with guns, right? They saw the two mass shootings in America and they took away Canadian guns. I guess in a way, in a way, America still is a world leader, you know? Yeah, America does something and that leads the world in the opposite direction. Yeah, at this point, America's almost like the dumb kid in class that you reverse cheat off of. You know, it's just like, he circled C, so it's definitely not C. But the big question in the States is, if abortion is illegal, how are the States going to enforce that? Well, it turns out they might have a snitch in your pockets. In the wake of the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, many women are now deleting their period tracking apps. Now, privacy experts are concerned that data from apps like Flow and Clue could potentially be used to identify someone that's seeking an abortion. The data on your phone in apps, search data, and other digital data is not necessarily protected by HIPAA. I think it's important that people realize there have been past court cases where online searches for abortion pills or abortion services have been used to prosecute That's women. Right. That's right. If prosecutors are aggressive enough, they could use your apps or your search history on your phone to prove that you had an abortion. Which, first of all, it's a very unhealthy practice in a relationship. You don't search through anyone's phone, okay? It destroys trust. Don't do it. And also, what a shit world for women to be living in. Think about, like, you need to use your phone for everything, especially period tracking or, or where you're gonna find an abortion clinic. Like, how are you gonna search for abortion pills without Google? Or are you just gonna have to write a question on a piece of paper, throw it out the window and hope for the best? <laughs> But that's where, that's where we are in America right now. Women taking care of their own health have to cover their tracks online like they're planning a heist. They've got to disable location services. They have to talk to each other through encrypted apps. They have to kill the Duolingo owl before it snitches on them in English and Italian. <laughs> and you know, you know, this puts into perspective just how much our phones know about all of us. Right? Only when they say the government's gonna use the things on your phone to come after you, because your phones know where you go, you know, who you're with, what we eat, what we buy, which actor we can't remember from that movie whose name we forgot. 
It means at any moment, cops could just bust down your door like, bam, you're under arrest! And by the way, it's Richard Gere. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> That's why whenever I use apps or anything online, I try to throw the authorities off. Yeah. Like, whenever I'm doing something shady, I never search, where do I find weed? No. <laughs> I search, where does Mitch McConnell find weed? <laughs> Now the cops are looking for Mitch McConnell, and I've got the munchies. <laughs> All right, let's talk about summer vacation. That special time of year where you don't get laid in a different city. <laughs> the US travel industry is expecting record numbers this weekend as the summer season kicks off with some 42 million people driving to their vacation spots. So if you have to pee, go now, <laughs> because we are not stopping. And believe it or not, as chaotic as it's gonna be on the roads, it turns out it could be even worse in the sky. Hundreds of flights canceled across the U.S. today. More than 1,000 flights canceled over the weekend. The summer travel season is heating up, and so is frustration. For thousands of Americans this week, their summer getaways landing them in an airport Armageddon. More than 2,000 flights axed just since yesterday. Travel app Hopper reports more than a quarter of recent flights have been delayed, fueled by industry staffing shortages, soaring demand, and severe weather. The chaos comes just as airports brace for another flood of travel. July 4th weekend. An anticipated 11 million to pass through airports over the holiday, despite the soaring cost of travel. Envoy Air, a regional carrier owned by American Airlines, is now offering pilots triple pay to work on their days off, saying it's part of a proactive strategy to run a reliable schedule during the peak summer travel season. Industry experts say, big picture, the airlines just weren't ready for this kind of demand coming out of the pandemic. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, hold on. Did they say airlines didn't expect <laughs> that there would be a surge in air travel after the entire planet was trapped in our bedrooms for two years straight, speaking to our grandmothers through a hazmat suit? You didn't expect that shit? <laughs> what is it? Like, why, why is it that airlines are always shocked <laughs> by things that should be easily predictable? You're shocked? want to travel after they couldn't for a long time. <laughs> oh, guys, it turns out that, that by booking too many people for the flight, there are now too many people for this flight. <laughs> there is no way to know that this could have happened. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> of course people want to travel. We've been cooped up for years. In fact, I'll bet you half the people at January 6th were just there for a change of scenery. <laughs> you know? I was like, I don't really want to hang Mike pants, but it's better than staying home in Idaho. <laughs> And you gotta admit, all the TV during the pandemic made it worse. I mean, we watched all those cool shows where people were having fun in Fiji, you know, or in Paris, or in South Korea. It made everything look so cool. <laughs> I wanna play red light, green lights. <laughs> so of course people are traveling in record numbers. And you know, you realize we don't even care that flying has gotten worse and worse. Everyone wants to travel. Everything's gotten worse about flying. Everything's delayed. Legroom is shrinking. Your bags are always on another flight going somewhere else. <laughs> but we don't have a choice, right? Airlines have got us, man. Yeah, soon the airlines are gonna be like, all right, we've replaced all the seats with just a spike that goes up your butt. <laughs> what are we gonna do? We're just gonna be like, well, lube it up, because I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> I'm going. 
I will say, I am happy that cabin crews and pilots are getting paid more because of this, yeah. Because they said that pilots are getting paid triple their normal salary just to come to work, which is great for them, yeah. Although I will say I'm, I'm a little worried that the airlines being so desperate might make the pilots a little cocky. for that pilot, what an asshole. <laughs> oh, speaking of people getting paid more, all across the United States, workers are unionizing to fight for better rights, right? Yeah, this is happening everywhere. From Amazon to Starbucks, even Apple, and now the movement is gaining so much steam, it's even stretching back in time. Medieval Times workers in New Jersey will vote next month on forming the company's first union. The group pushing for a safer and more enjoyable workplace, citing safety concerns. They claim guests can be disruptive, make loud noises, and startle the horses, who will then throw the cast members off their backs. Unruly children and drunken adults have been known to grab actors and even reach out to touch the falcon as it flies overhead. Workers say Medieval Times skimps on security to save money leaving performers to enforce boundaries and police the crowd. Wow. <laughs> Do you know how wild a crowd has to be to mess with people in armor carrying swords? <laughs> I mean, I knew white people get drunk, but this is a whole other level. This is, <laughs> I'm gonna fight that horse, bro! <laughs> You know what they need to do, actually? They need to make a new policy that if you cause shit at medieval times, you get a medieval punishment. Yeah. Yeah, forget getting escorted to the parking lot. You're making people's jobs a misery. You're going down to the dungeon where a group of, like, plague rats are gonna eat your dick off. That's what they should do. <laughs> you in medieval times. Because here's the thing. You're never going to stop people from getting rowdy at medieval times. It's never gonna happen. Those people are just trying to act like they're in medieval times. That's why they're trying to grab the falcon. People in the year 1130. They were definitely getting drunk and messing with birds. That was one of the only hobbies back then, right? You could drink mead and throw shit at a falcon, or you could die in the street. Those were the main activities. What are you doing next weekend? I'm dying. Oh, no, no, I'm gonna catch a falcon. So I'm glad. I'm glad these workers are trying to unionize. First of all, I love medieval times. You know, where else can you get a glimpse of what America's gonna look like when the Supreme Court is done? But also, also, these people deserve protections. I mean, these are serious performers. Have you seen them in character? They never break, never break character. Almost made me wonder if, like, they stay in character during the union negotiations, you know? <laughs> we hereby demandeth that our healthcare plan cover leeches. Also, our wenches and whores want maternity leave. <laughs> oh shit, I'm, I'm sorry, Kimberly and Amber. Kimberly and Amber want maternity leave. I'm sorry, I got carried away, I got carried away. <laughs> you know, whenever, whenever I see medieval times, 
I always wonder if 500 years from now, they're gonna have a themed restaurant where people come to watch actors pretend they're in the 2020s. Because <laughs> we're in the old times of then, you know? Is there someone who's gonna stand in the middle like, welcome to millennial times. Watch as this man of legend binges Netflix while also scrolling on his phone. Ooh! <laughs> The Supreme Court. America's got talent, but for laws and stuff. <laughs> From the moment Amy Coney Barrett was sworn in, it was only a matter of time before the Supreme Court started restoring America back to its factory settings. And in the last few weeks, they decided that church and states should get a little cozier. They decided that America's real gun problem is that there aren't enough of them. And they decided that coochies are state property. <laughs> and today, as they were closing out their term, they decided this. The big news out of the U.S. Supreme Court. The high court just handing down their final two decisions of this historic term. First, a major environmental case. The court deciding six to three in favor of sharply curbing the EPA's authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions. This is a big setback for the Biden administration for its efforts to restrict global warming. Wait, wait, what? The Supreme Court ruled that the Environmental Protection Agency does not have the authority to protect the environment? <laughs> so what is their job now? <laughs> it's gonna look at the environment and be like, oh shit! <laughs> All right, that was a good day at work. You guys wanna get some drinks? <laughs> and by the way, I don't know if, it, if it's the same for you. It's always weird to me how the news in America frames some of these stories, you know? Like, this is a defeat for the Biden administration. It is a defeat for human life. <laughs> Under control, climate change is gonna wipe us off the planet, right? And still these news anchors are gonna be underwater like, will, will the rising sea levels hurt the Democrats or will help the Republicans in the midterms? <laughs> and by the way, by the way, just so you understand, this ruling might not just be about the carbon emissions. A lot of experts believe the logic of today's ruling makes it harder for the government to regulate anything unless Congress specifically passes a law to do it. Because you see, right now, a lot of regulations are made by agencies, like, like the FDA, they will handle like food, you know, the, the CDC with public health, uh, the BRB with ignoring text messages. <laughs> and, and I know these agencies aren't perfect, don't get me wrong, but could you imagine if Congress had to approve like vaccines? Imagine if you had to wait for them, it would have never happened. We'd still all be locked in our houses, clapping out of our windows <laughs> because Congress couldn't convince Marjorie Taylor Greene that needles weren't actually a space alien conspiracy. <laughs> then where did they come from? <laughs> the one thing that's clear is that from environmental regulations to abortion, to guns, to school prayer, to voter rights, this is one of the most radical Supreme Courts in American history. And by the way, people agree on that from across the political spectrum. You know, Rachel Maddow is like, this is so radical. And Sean Hannity is like, this is so radical, woo! <laughs> and they're also imposing their power on a country that for most part, for the most part, isn't on board with any of it, right? Which is why many liberals are now calling for some major reforms, like adding more seats to the court, or imposing term limits, or setting up a trap for Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> you never know, it might work. 
Let's move on from the people handing down the judgments to the people receiving them. This week, we saw two major sex trafficking cases come to an end. One was with R. Kelly, R&B legend and guy we wished had stayed trapped in a closet. And the other <laughs> was Ghislaine Maxwell, windowless van in human form. And the good news is, the good news is, they're gonna have a long time to think about what they've done. Grammy-winning singer and songwriter R. Kelly has been sentenced to 30 years in prison for racketeering and sex trafficking. Kelly was convicted of running a criminal enterprise that recruited women and young girls for sex. 20 years behind bars for convicted sex trafficker Ghislaine Maxwell, the 60-year-old was found guilty of conspiring with the late financier and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein to sexually abuse and traffic young girls. Yeah, that's right. R. Kelly is getting 30 years in prison and Ghislaine Maxwell is getting 20. And once again, we see that women are only earning two-thirds of what men get. <laughs> Shame on you, America. Shame on you. She did all that work and Jeffrey Epstein, a man still got all the credit. <laughs> Not to mention, she got sentenced for 20 years, but Jeffrey Epstein, he was in prison for what? A few weeks, huh? And then Hillary got him out, huh? <laughs> You know what's crazy about this? What's crazy about this thing is how everyone has a conspiracy theory about Jeffrey Epstein or who's gonna come for Ghislaine Maxwell, everyone. But what I've noticed is it depends on what people's politics is, right? Some of people, it's gonna be Donald Trump. It's gonna be Hillary that'll kill her. It's gonna be the royal family, Illuminati. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, wouldn't it be funny if everyone was right? <laughs> like what if all these powerful people were involved and then like they all bump into each other on the way to Ghislaine Maxwell's cell. <laughs> you know, they just get there and it's like, oh my God, Crooked Hillary. What are you doing here? Oh, were you also so embarrassing? I was gonna, oh, and the queen as well. What are you doing? It's an honor. She's like, I'm just here to protect my embarrassing son. You know what that's like, Donald? Eric is not my son. He's not my son. Don't say that, Queenie. So Ghislaine Santos sentence, R. Kelly sentence, and I'll tell you what, whichever prison R. Kelly is going to is getting a major upgrade. <laughs> Say what you want, that dude is gonna dominate the prison talent show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, the guy who won last year, nobody gives a shit about your juggling act now. <laughs> In fact, whichever prison R. Kelly goes to, they better jack up the security. Because once R. Kelly sings, I don't care how much you hate him, nobody can stop. No one can stop themselves from dancing. Yeah, they'll start singing Step in the Name of Love and the gods are gonna be like, Step, 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 somebody stop him! Round and round, no! Separate and bring you back. Now let me see you Nobody can stop. By the way, I wish they would have given us that song and taken R. Kelly with it, like the song is so good. They should have just said the song, the song did nothing. You, you could have adopted the song like a child. Well, I'll look after this song. But anyway, yeah. Justice has been served. And let this be a lesson to other prominent sex traffickers. The law will catch up with you after letting you totally get away with it for like 25 years. <laughs> you watch out. You watch out, doesn't matter. Our Kelly, Ghislaine Maxwell, with Jeffrey Epstein, and the Prince and all of that. Oh, and speaking of the royal family, this week, this week, we found out that Prince Charles, the queen's slightly less embarrassing son, has a very unusual way of funding his charities. Royal sources say tonight that Prince Charles will no longer personally handle large cash donations for his charities. 
The prince came under fire over reports he'd been handed a cash donation totaling 3 million euros, some of it stuffed into a suitcase from a former Qatari prime minister several years ago. Clarence House, which is where Prince Charles lives, says the money was all charitable donations. Clarence House says it followed the correct processes regarding those donations. Royal officials say they dispute many of the details in that report. Yeah, so in case you're a little bit lost, it turns out after an investigation, they found that Prince Charles had received suitcases full of cash from a Qatari, right? And he was like, this is for my charity, and now says, I, I realize this was wrong and I will now no longer do it. But I, I love how they say Prince Charles will no longer accept suitcases full of cash. <laughs> Like, he just realized this was a shady thing to do. He's like, all right, all right, no cash in a suitcase. From now on, it's just bags of cocaine, okay? Well, not that, okay, come on, I can't do anything. Come on, come on. How are you gonna act like this is the first time you figure that, like, I don't care what it's for. Suitcase full of cash is always shady. If your grandmother gives you $5 for your birthday, but she slips it to you in a suitcase. <laughs> Your grandmother's up to some shit. Because <laughs> they say this was for Prince Charles' charity. My only question is, what kind of charity is it that needs to be paid in all cash? Huh? What is it? Got its headquarters in a strip club? Huh? <laughs> like, this money will do a lot of help uh, against poverty. Uh, in fact, here comes poverty right now. Here you go, poverty. <laughs> Shake that ass, girl. Shake it. Shake it, poverty. Shake it. And you know, this is one of those things that shows you the difference between normal people and really powerful people, right? Doesn't matter if it's Prince Charles or American politicians, African presidents, right? They just get to say, we made an error in judgment, and so we're gonna use this money to spend some time in central pay thinking about what we've done. <laughs> we're so sorry, but as a regular person, if the government finds you with a suitcase full of cash from anywhere, anywhere, there's no apologizing, probably gonna end up with a front row seat to one of those R. Kelly prison concerts. That's where you'll be. Side to side, step by by. Don't play around. Okay, finally, let's move on. Let's move on to a good story about people getting tons of money. Now, many people may or may not know this, but there was a time in America where black people had their rights and property taken away from them. And it was a period known as all of human history. <laughs> And that may seem as a shock for many of you to hear, especially if you go to school in Florida, but it is true. <laughs> and unfortunately, most black people who lost their land have had no way to find justice. But after nearly 100 years, one family in Manhattan Beach, California, is finally getting a little of what they deserve. A uh, prime Southern California beachfront property is being returned to its rightful and original owners more than 100 years after officials actually took this land from a black family. L.A. County leaders voted to give it back to the descendants. The property was originally bought in 1912. The original owners turned it into a resort for black families since they were barred from many of the beaches. White neighbors soon targeted that property with racist threats and harassment. The city eventually seized the property in 1929, claiming eminent domain. Well, now the county is going to lease the land back to the current heirs and then give them the option to sell it for themselves down the road. The Bruce family originally bought that land for just over $1,200. Now it's worth about $20 million. Yeah. That's right. That is amazing. That is amazing. Long time coming, too. The government is giving these people back their land. Although that's just proof that climate change is real. 
Yeah. All of a sudden, the government is like, you know what? The oceanfront property can go back to the black people. Here, take it, take it, take it, take it. You're like, why? Ah, don't worry, don't worry, take it. No, 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 but for real, for real. This is great news. It's great news for that family, great news for justice. And it's especially exciting because now there's a black beach. Yeah. Yeah, because I've seen white beaches. They've got people surfing, playing volleyball, sunbathing, you know. But this is going to be a black beach. And you know what that's going to be like? It's going to have people surfing, playing volleyball, sunbathing. What did you think I was going to say, huh? You thought it was going to be different because of black? You racist! Every one of you thought something, you racist! What, you thought a black beach was going to have drive-bys, huh? And people yelling at the movie screen, educate yourself! I like to lay racism traps just to see who comes out. Anyway. This is, the thing, this is the thing people don't seem to realize, right, with the story. The property is now worth $20 million, right? It was bought for 1,200 back in like the 1920s. And that's what people don't get, is how black Americans have been held back, right? People always say, people always say, oh, come on, can't we move on in this country? That was a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. And in that time, black Americans could have built wealth. That's what the whole point is, it's time. You see this all over America, all over the United States. You see this. I mean, look at New York. People are living in brownstones that are worth $20 million because their great-grandparents bought it for like three chickens. That's money now, right? You can use that as leverage. You can get student loans. You can buy other things. That's money. And it shows you how powerful generational wealth is. If it is taken away from you, it can cripple your family forever. It's like how anything that happened generations ago can still affect you today. Like if your great-grandfather spent like your entire family savings and, and, and bought Coca-Cola stock back in 1920, you're set for life. But if your great-grandfather bought RC Cola stock back in the 1920s, <laughs> well, that's probably why you're working two jobs, you know? <laughs> and it's like, we talk so much about systemic problems, but generational wealth is a systemic solution. So people don't see. You want this to happen. You want society, you want society to give everyone a chance to build on generations of success so that eventually families of all races can come together to avoid paying a state tax together. <laughs> it's powerful, it's inspirational. Before we go, if you or someone you know needs help accessing abortion care, please go to abortionfinder.org or call the National Abortion Hotline at the number below. You still have options. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes to get tickets now.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 